KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Odorama. You will experience some odors that may shock you. But the producers of this film believe that today's audiences are mature enough to accept the fact that some things in life just plain stink. In 1981, John Waters invented Odorama for his film Polyester. Each time a number came up on the screen, audiences would scratch and sniff such scents as roses, flatulence, model airplane glue, pizza, gasoline skunk, natural gas, new car smell, dirty shoes, and air freshener. That gimmick inspired J.C. Calciano to enhance his new film, Steam Room Stories, with an ode to Odorama called Cinema Scent. Welcome to another edition of the listener-supported KPBS Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm Beth Accomando. Today, I'm speaking with director J.C. Calciano about John Waters, going from YouTube to feature films, and coming to San Diego for Film Out. His new film, Steam Room Stories the Movie, stars Tracy Lords, who also starred in John Waters' Crybaby. Ooh, okay, I need to take a short break to clear the air. Ooh, after scratching that odorama number six. And then I'll be back with my interview with filmmaker J.C. Calciano. Ooh. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash OLLI. JC, you have a new film out, Steam Room Stories. Now, for people who may not be familiar, explain this comes from a TV series that you had worked on. Well, actually, it comes from a YouTube show that yeah. I've done. Uh, I've started it 10 years ago on, uh, on YouTube, and it's, that's my channel. Steam Room Stories is the channel on YouTube. I started 10 years ago. We have about 230 episodes now. And uh, it was so popular and, and so much fun to make that I decided to make a feature film of it. And how has this evolved over the years from YouTube to television to now a feature film? Well, you know, it started as just kind of this weird little fun thing to do because you know, I had finished my first film and I had such a good experience with it that I was like, well, let me try something. And back in, in 2009, YouTube was getting hot. So I had, uh, I had to think of something that I could do that was really super cheap. And I had, uh, I had a fog machine, and that was basically all I had. So I went to Target, bought a, found a shower curtain that looked like tiles, and I thought, well, um, I could make a steam room, so I hung the tiles on the, uh, I taped them to the wall in my living room, I got a coffee table and a couple of, couple of guys, and I broke out my uh, linen closet, put them in towels, put the fog machine on, and, and wrote a three-minute sketch, and I put it up on YouTube and thinking, well, you know, all right, well, it's, you know, probably nothing will come from it, hopefully somebody will get a giggle out of it. And all of a sudden, it started to amass all these views. And uh, I thought, well, well, this is really fun. So I started making more and more. And then um, 
what kind of was a happy accident was that I couldn't keep track of the sexuality of the guys. And, you know, I just didn't, didn't kind of create characters who were predominantly gay, straight, bi, or whatever. I just kind of wrote them and, and, and whatever that their sexuality for the day was for that particular episode was, was fine. And the audience really responded to the fact that I wasn't making anyone in particular with any kind of affectations gay or straight. They were just whoever they were. And um, it kind of really spoke at that time to the, the addressing, you know, the bisexuality, the fluidity, and, and you know, the gay straight affectations. And, and I liked that. So we just started to create more and more episodes. And, and over the years, it became more and more popular. And... Um, became more and more fun. I became friendly with the guys, and I love doing comedy, and, and, I, and I try to address social issues a little bit here and there in them. So it just kind of evolved into this, this undeniable thing that I thought, well, let's, let's make a movie out of it. Now, one of the things you do for the film, which uh, you didn't do in the YouTube video or the TV show, is you are presenting it in Cinema Scent. So yes. explain to people what CinemaScent is. Okay, well, CinemaScent is, um, you know, well, well, first, going back a little bit um, in the sense that I had the amazing fortune of, of uh, getting Tracy Lords involved in the film. And, uh, you know, Tracy, I've been a fan of Tracy's for years and years and years, going back to even uh, the John Waters days when she was in a film called Crybaby. And I, I'm a big John Waters fan, and I was a big Tracy Lords fan. And when she became uh, available and interested in being in the movie, it gave me the idea of doing a, a tip of the hat to John Waters' earlier works, um, specifically Polyester, which at the time I loved the idea that he did this movie in, in what he called Odorama. And it, it had an accompanying scratch and sniff card. So when you watch the movie, you you are prompted to smell the smells that are going on on the screen with this with this scratch and sniff odor card. And I thought it was just the most fun idea, and I loved it in the eighties. And uh, you know, when I when I spoke to Tracy about it, she's like, "Well, that's a fun idea to do the movie in that." Um, I says, "Could could we ask John if if that's okay with him?" And she said, you know, absolutely. So, so we did. Uh, we were able, I was able to get in touch with John and, and asked him. And he says, you know, you have my blessing. You know, I, I wouldn't call it Odorama only because New Line and, and such has trademarked the word. But it's a scratch and sniff card. And, and, you know, call it what you will. So we came up with the name Cinemascent. And, um, you know, it's, it's my little ode to John Waters' clever idea from the 80s Odorama. Oh, hello. Dustin Cleaver here, head odorologist at Sally Fay Cosmetics. I'm here to instruct you on how to use these ingenious fragrance cards you've been given. The other scientists and I here have designed the card you're holding to enhance your viewing pleasure. All you need to do is follow the instructions. A number will inevitably appear on the screen that matches a digit on your card. Just scratch the number and a fragrance will be released. Hold the card up to your olfactory receptor or nose and whiff sharply, like so. Oh. Chamomile and elderberry. Delightful. It's simple, really. Now enjoy the show. 
I'm looking forward to this. Uh, uh, can you reveal what some of the scents are that you use? I, I, I could reveal I could reveal that um, one of them is a, a dirty martini, but uh, just how dirty that martini gets, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. All right. Well, you mentioned that this is a, a tip of the hat to John Waters. He was very much a filmmaker who was working kind of on the outside of Hollywood and, and very low budget. How do you compare kind of the way you started this with YouTube to kind of the landscape that was going on back in the 70s for him? Do you think it was easier, harder for you to kind of get something like this off the ground? Uh, well, I think that I think that they're 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 really very very different in the in the sense of apples and oranges. There's always a challenge. Um, I think that John's challenges back then were were different. Uh, some some things were of of an advantage. Uh, some things were uh, at a at a disadvantage. Um, certainly, we have certain advantages with the technology that we have and the accessibility to the audience. And what I liked about YouTube. Uh, when you know when I was conceiving this in, in the uh, you know 2009 was the fact that it was it's so democratic in the sense that people can create something and one of the things that I I really really wanted to do one of the things that I really admired John for doing was creating this sense of his community where he controlled and created within a family of people and I and I I respected that and I. Having worked in the industry for as many years as I have, and I've worked at the studios, I've worked in, in television, I've worked in, in networks, I kind of wanted to, and I always wanted to, just surround myself with people who I really respected and, and wanted to create with and wanted to spend time with and insulate myself from the, the industry at large that can potentially be very toxic. So, so YouTube was my advantage, my opportunity to surround myself with people who I liked and create the product I wanted to create without getting notes from an executive or, or hearing, hearing this, does, they don't like this, they don't want that, cut this and change that. So it was my way of making my movies my way and uh, just controlling all aspects of production and creation. And you mentioned Tracy Lords, and she's a very iconic actress at this point. And what was she like to work with? And, and did you end up creating the role specifically for her? Well, Tracy, Tracy is re- remarkable to work with. She is so committed, so hardworking, and so generous with not only her time, but, but every aspect of the film. She's She's the first one to step up and say, "Well, what can I help with? What do you need? What can I bring to the table?" And um, and that's amazing, you know. Truly, truly a gift for an independent filmmaker because she she gets it, you know. And she she's been there to you know for big budget films and for smaller budget films, and she knows the struggle. So so being aware of that struggle is really something that she's happy to to help with. Um, I, I kind of originally wrote the role for a much older gal, and uh, when when Tracy expressed interest in it, I said, "Well, you know, I have to have Tracy. That's just it's going to be." So I rewrote the role for her, and um, and then in the conversation when we were we were talking about how to develop that character, we had a couple of, we had a couple of conversations on how how to play this devilishly comedically. Uh, evil kind of woman, but also give her a little sense of, of redeeming, redeeming qualities, a little lovability, a little, 
um, you know, kind of quirky, uh, broken nature to her, her just devilish side. So, you know, we really kind of collaborated on that in a big way. And, uh, you know, and I was just watching the film the other day at the, uh, the Castro Theater, which is 1,200 seats, and it's on this huge screen, and uh, it looked fantastic, and I was so excited about seeing it in that theater. And she just, she just lit up the screen. She's just funny and sweet and mean and, 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 and just all these things that you'd, you'd ever want somebody to be. They're doing what? I wouldn't worry about it. Those guys are so clueless, you could lock them in a mattress store and they would still sleep on the floor. They want to save that steam room and you're going to help them. I am? I want you to join their little group and report everything back to me. Spy on them? Hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable with doing that. Oh, Neil. You've been in the beauty industry for five years. Mm -hmm. And you're familiar with muscle relaxants? Mm -hmm. Just 45 milliliters of pure Botox injected directly into your sperm worm. And the only thing you'll find hard is an algebra equation. Sally, please be reasonable. Can I count on you, Neil? Hm. Good boy. Now go do what I asked you to do. I'll be right back after this final break with more of my interview with J.C. Calciano. Hmm. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. And in moving this story to the big screen, what did you feel you could do with a movie that maybe you hadn't had the opportunity to do either on YouTube or with a TV series? Well, uh, the, the, the challenge was to get a, th- a three-minute sketch that happens only in a steam room to a, to a theater, uh, to a 90-minute format. Um, certainly, it's not only going to be in the steam room because that would really <laughs> be small and claustrophobic. But there are a lot of challenges. There are a lot of challenges in, in creating a storyline uh, of, of characters that, that you know, you've kind of grown to love and, and um, relate to these lovable kind of half-wit guys, but also something that's going to be sustainable for 90 minutes and a love story and, and a villain and a plot. And uh, there's a lot of things that go into crafting a 90-minute engaging story plus comedy that um, was a challenge from making something that was just a three-minute sketch. You have to create a whole world that doesn't necessarily exist in the backstory. So on some, on some levels, you have all the creative freedom in the world, and on the other hand, you, you're kind of limited to what the fans know and love about the show. And I understand you and Tracy Lords are going to be coming here to San Diego for the film-out screening. Yes, yes. So uh, I, I've played, I've played uh, several of my films. Uh, in fact, I think all my films. I, I have, uh, this is my fourth film. So my, my first film is called Is It Just Me? And then the second one is E. Cupid, and then 10-Year Plan. And they've been, they've been a true champion of, of my, uh, my films and, and the community and other great works. Uh, so 
they invited us down, and um, we we just jumped at the chance. We said we would be flattered and thrilled to bring the the film down to San Diego. And then um, when uh, when Tracy found out about it, she says, you know, I'd love to come too. So uh, we we all gathered the the troops. So there's going to be some of the guys from the show, from the movie, and uh, Tracy and I are all going to come down and show the film, answer questions, meet the fans, and, and um, really kind of have a, a great time down there. And uh, will you be scratching and sniffing along with the rest of us? <laughs> yes, yes, I will be, uh, I will be scratching and sniffing um, along. I'm going to bring all the cards, and yeah, we're going to be uh, scratching and sniffing at the same time. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing the film with you guys and uh, having it come down here to San Diego. Well, thank you for thank you for your time, and we look forward to all everybody coming down and having a good time meeting Tracy and saying hi to me, and uh, and you know certainly thank you for for your time and telling everybody about this this fun event. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Bye. filmmaker J.C. Calciano. He and Tracy Lords, as well as other cast members, will be in attendance September 18th for the Film Out San Diego screening of Steam Room Stories the Movie. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Junkie Podcast. Sorry the last podcast got delayed, but I'm back on schedule and the podcast will return every other Friday. Please subscribe to the podcast and recommend it to a friend. Till our next film fix, I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I.